the color or the texture or what have you. And so that may hold you back from trying those things because you see this green juice and you go, really? Um, Juice isn't (laughs) supposed to be green. It's supposed to look like apple juice or orange juice, the traditional. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, same thing with your business, how something like uh, that looks foreign to you um, may hinder you from moving forward in your business. Well, then I thought of, well, what could I do to make it so that I would be interested or other people might be interested in trying these juices that may actually be pleasing to the palate. Mm -hmm. And the little game that I played with my own head is to get a cup that isn't see-through so you do not see the color of it and maybe a lid. Um, even if you put it in one of those Starbucks cups or yeah. something like that, so that you almost think that you're having a Starbucks latte or yeah. a, a passion fruit tea or whatever, you know, your, your fancy is. I did the same thing when I did isogenics, um, you know, when you had to do your cleanse days. So yeah. I didn't think that I was drinking this, uh, you know, oh, uh, cleanse <laughs> drink, yeah. right. Whatever it is. And you kind of do a, a, a mental game with yourself and you put it in your Starbucks cup or your cup with the lid and a straw and you drink it as if you're having, you know, a normal, normal drink that you enjoy. And then once you put that mindset in there, then you're actually going to do it. And more people are going to do it because they're like, oh, well, that's yeah. great. And then I'm like, here, try this. And they're like, oh, okay, what's that? Yeah. And they don't even question it because they don't see that it's green. And then one day you're like, I like the taste. Mm-hmm. I'm going to just drink this out of the damn blender. And then you, yeah, right. you pour, you <laughs> like, pour it straight it. From, the, yeah. from the get-go. Like, I love it. I'm going to show everybody my mm-hmm. red beet juice. So <laughs> take that into respect sure, yeah. with your business and find creative ways to make your business um, mm-hmm. something that's palatable. Yeah. How, how do you... Or just even finding that, like... Get around your own insecurities. What, yeah, everybody knows what they should be doing in mm-hmm. a sense, but it's very hard to implement those things. So it's how do you mentally hack yourself into doing these things? Oh, cold calling. Everybody on the planet, I think, hates cold calling yeah. to some level. And it's what do you do to get yourself into that mindset that you're going to say, okay, I'm going to make the most of this and I'm going to get this done. If that's what your line of business is, you know, I personally, I won't do cold calling. I just decided that that is not going to be my way of handling my business. I will find other creative ways to bring in business. And so maybe that's your, your solution as well. Or maybe you say, Hey, I'm going to go put on some Metallica one and I'm going to jam out to it and get into a mindset of, you know, I'm not going to, you know, stop doing this. I'm going Um, to get fired up so that I bring across that energy so that I can be successful and I can, you know, close a deal or, or add a new deal or whatever that situation. For me, I'm like, I'm like a cold show up or show up or I like to just (laughs) go to the places I want to get in front of someone. Yeah. Like let them experience my energy in all its glory. Right. Yeah. Like phones. Hey, uh, it's like, no, that's not, that's not all I have to offer. Your strength is in your personal presence. Come in. They'll be like, who is this person? And it's like, hey, 
I'm looking for the guy that makes decisions. <laughs> right? Where is he? They're like, he's not here. I'm like, damn it. I gotta he's come the top back. dog around here. He's I gotta the top come, dog. Yeah, I got to come back, unfortunately. But, yeah. Or LinkedIn. I like using LinkedIn to reach out to people. Yeah. Really? It's not a bad little place to work because it's a business-minded environment. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. Do you have a LinkedIn, Michelle? I do have a LinkedIn. However, I have not seen how to implement that yeah. into building additional leads. I well, see everything that goes on with all my business colleagues and people that I know. Uh, anytime there's an update and I get actually, I feel like stalked by LinkedIn because I get more emails from LinkedIn and yeah. several other sites that actually I don't need to get. However, um, maybe this is a great topic yeah. to bring up is totally. how do you Take a resource like LinkedIn and build business off of it. Well, for me, I guess, yeah, point to me. Um, yeah, for me, I don't know. It's I kind of just look for businesses that I'd like to be involved in. I was looking up at this article on business-to-business marketing strategies, and a lot of people think there's a spray-and-pray approach, or a lot of people treat it like a spray-and-pray approach to marketing where they just find anyone, say, hey – get involved with my business on LinkedIn, you know, there's business minded people. So for me wanting to be a strategic planning consultant, brand development, I need to work with people at the top. So I go on there and I look around for these people that are involved in businesses that a, I respect and B, they have a track record of things that are cool. And I reach out to them and I just say, Hey man, like I don't sell them anything. I'm like, I want to learn about what you're doing. Like, I found this guy that runs this company out of Carolina that's all about cost reduction in businesses. And he's like, I'm not going to have you pay me up front. I'm not going to try and pry you away from your vendors. I'm just going to look at your bills and be like, you're paying way too much for this stuff. You don't know how to organize your your orders and how you actually negotiate your billing to get you the optimal prices. He's like, we don't have to change anything. You just need to let someone that has the experience and resources to be like, you're paying $2,000 a month for staples. If you just bought them once a year, you'd spend $3,000 over the whole year. Wasn't that the uh, story? You've heard the story of FedEx where um, they learned that if you, they would map out, they hired someone to come in and map out to make sure that you made as many right turn or the drivers made as many right turns as possible because it saved on gas, yeah. time, yeah. fuel efficiency, so you know all that good stuff. And so they were able to cost yeah. cost reduction. Yeah. So was it making incredible. businesses more efficient and effective is something that's interesting to me. So uh, when I'm on LinkedIn, I'm constantly looking for people that are doing those sorts of things in life because I think. That's the quantitative aspect of a business where it's like hard numbers, analysis. You can create space. How does he make money off of it, though, if he's not he getting splits, paid up front? He splits the savings. He says, I get 50% of the money I save you, and he only works with $200 million plus companies. So you save someone a million dollars in a year, they're getting $500,000 out of that. This business still saves $500,000 too. So it's a win-win. It's a win-win. So for me, I reached out to this guy because I'm like, hey, this is like 
this is a business that I want to be associated with because it helps people become more lean. And as a brand developer, I think I can bring a qualitative approach to this being like, okay, here's the number side of things. How do we now present the other side of your business and the things that you are using in a way that you're going to get maximum impact out of it? Your branding, your sales material, everything else. We can now save you the money by being a little more strategic about it, bundling some things when we need to, helping make your vendors' lives more easier too by saying, hey, like we've been inefficient. Let us come in. We're going to start working this way. We don't need you all the time, but we're going to make sure the time we use you is profitable for you and us. Sure. And then I, yeah, it can help them out with the branding strategy side of things. Like how do we make those dollars that we are saving have four to five times more impact than two to three. So LinkedIn brought me to this guy. Now we're chatting next week. Very cool. So stay tuned, obviously, to see what happens. But it's by being on a network, presenting yourself in a way that you can reach out to these people and be like, hey, this is what I'm about. Like, I'm not trying to sell you on anything. I, to, to be honest, I'm really interested in what they're doing because that's that's the kind of like efficiency and business models that need to be around. Is like, it's not so much of a risk for someone as a customer to be like, okay, I want, I don't want to pay a retainer for something I don't know I'm going to get anything out of. So instead, it's they set their limits on what customers they want and they try to make it as minimum risk as possible. Like the real risk is showing them your bill for the last month. They're not asking for balance sheets or anything. They're like, just send me your bills. We know what people are supposed to be paying for services because we have experts that a have been dealing with this and know where to look. So most people don't, they just have these bills coming in. Like even as a small business owner myself, there's things I pay for that I probably shouldn't. Oh, yes. You know? Right. My it's biggest ho- thing is advertising. Yeah. I, you know, you don't know something works or doesn't work yeah. Until, yeah. until you've already tried yeah. it. And so it's like, where do you cut your costs? Yeah. And, and, but you know, your budget in advertising or even your time, yeah. if you're not as affluent to actually, yeah. uh, you know, afford to do all the things you want to do. You do some of it yourself. And delegating that time versus money ratio, totally. expense ratio. So, and that's where Journey Maps comes in. Is that's a great resource where the work gets put onto Journey Maps to, to do let right. people know what you have out there, and they come to you. Yeah, and it really boils down to you know at that point too is is the thing I've been learning and been focused on the last two weeks is better delegation. Mm-hmm. That's why your thing kind of like brought it like, how can I delegate to people to do things that I know are going to bring me value? Because what I'm doing is I'm trading my time for dollars, right? Mm-hmm. Or tr- doing time for time. And it's not, it's not getting me any further. But if I can figure out a way to get that other person to do it more efficiently for less dollars, yeah. then that's really where I need to look at going. Um, that's kind of where journey maps really comes in. I used to promote it. I promote it heavier in Apache Junction or Casa Grande um, with some of the businesses out there. Kind of along the lines of what you're going down is that what they'll do is they'll try to 
place an ad in the RV mobile home parks, or they put they want to put their business cards up on all these boards around the community. Right, it's just one of the things that they that they, mm-hmm. it's valuable to them. It's something they yeah. see, it's something they see value in, so they want to do that. Um, well, Journey Maps offers a quick and easy answer and a very a lot more efficient, user friendly, user friendly. Uh, it's cleaner looking and the uh, board of all these business cards. So in those communities, I use that as a as a benefit to them because it shows the business owner like. Hey, for for you know about fifty dollars a month on average, we're gonna go ahead and take care of the whole entire community for you. Yeah, <laughs> you know what? What in just gas and time would it take for you to go around and just tell people, "Hey, I'm Michelle, I'm a realtor. Yeah. Hey, I'm Michelle, I'm a realtor. Hey, I'm Michelle, I'm a realtor." I mean, yeah, you can't do that, but is there a more cost-effective way? Of doing it, and, and, and whether it be an advertising or anything, is there a more efficient way of doing it? I, Usually, I, I got onto this website based on my brother's recommendation to get an app, you know, more of my app design, and uh, Upwork is what it's called, and you find freelancers. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, I don't know, you know, how's this, how's this going to go? Because normally when I work with graphic artists, I work with them on local yeah. level, right? So I'm able to talk to them in person. Well, it takes a little bit different communication than I was actually used to but um, now I really have these artists yeah. all around the world I have two that I yeah. basically use but I've worked with over a dozen of them and sometimes I'll work with different ones but they'll uh, they do the artwork for a fraction yeah. of what it really costs me to sit there and do it and I, I started figuring out what it is that I earn an hour yeah. versus what I'm going to pay them an hour and I'm like wait if I'm able to put more of my time over here where the company is utilizing me and I'm, I'm becoming more valuable. Totally. So now I've been doing that. Now it's just finding that balance. Sorry, are you going to build an app? Is that one thing? Yeah, we are building an app. So I, I have a local guy doing the app, but he's kind of at the point where he's kind of reaching his limits. As I should put you in touch with my app people. They're yeah. out of India. But my app people who talk to your app people? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Well, my peeps talk to your peeps since yeah. we're coming into Easter. Already this Sunday. Is it Easter this Sunday? This Sunday is Easter. We we just finished St. Patrick's Day and it's already Easter a week away. Bam, 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 bam. bam. I was just talking about Valentine's Day. To me, it's just, Mm -hmm. is it Tuesday or Wednesday? It's just another day. (laughs) But to wrap up your your question about how to use uh, LinkedIn, and I think this goes with all the media. Again, it's about developing relationships. Totally. It's about nurturing those relationships. Uh, another term I like to use uh, often is top of mind awareness. You can't, you don't want people to forget about you. Yes. People forget about you, and you're not you're not the thought when it comes down to buying a home or doing a website yeah. or being part of a map. It's just you're you're going to be forgotten about. And as many things going on in the world and things we have going on, we get distracted easily. So we have to, like Tom was saying earlier, we need to be consistent. And matter of fact, the guy I talked to the other day, he's like, you know, he goes, I, he goes, Aaron, I really like the advice that you gave me. And then he gave, he was just saying some stuff, probably didn't realize he helped me, but it's like, you know, it, and I've, not that I haven't heard this before, but he's a personal trainer, but he's trying to start this app and everything else. So I gave him some analogies based upon his personal trainer, just kind of throwing that right back in his face, right? Yeah. He's like, he goes, yeah, you know, it's, it's better to be consistently bad than not be consistent at all. Ooh. So, 
Maybe think about that, right? Be be consistently bad. I think if I'm consistently bad, I'm not going to be doing it much longer. Well, you right? Like or consistently bad. Well, that's that's the thing. If you're consistently bad, then you're just bad. Yeah, and but I probably but like, I think, you need to find something else. <laughs> yeah, that's what eventually. I'm like you know, I think of it more as a thought. Like to be consistently bad is that is is better than not being consistent at all. Um, is is showing us that, and I, I think you know, it's kind of a it's a funny saying because I think anytime you think about well being consistently bad, you know you're not going to always be consistently bad. You know you're going to get you you know eventually you're going to get better. Should but. you should get better, and I think that's where you you have to have that hope versus hopelessness, right? You know well, you have to have that hope to play devil's advocate. Yep. We all know Gary Vaynerchuk. Yeah. I saw him post this thing today. Crush it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, crush it. I, I, I saw this thing he posted today. Um, one second, let me find it. And he's like, what did he say? He said, you have to accept, wait, that wasn't it. Figure out what you're best at, not what you want to be the best at sometimes. So, right. like, going to be consistently bad. We've all, we all know the fitness entrepreneurs because they are hefty out in this world these days because they love to be shirtless on Instagram. Right. <laughs> um, but it's like you got to know when to like maybe this isn't the best idea. Like I love to study inve- like people that are hedge fund managers, investors, people that deal with a lot of money. And one of their things is they're very quick to know when something's not working and get out because you don't want to put your resources into too many things that are never going to pay dividends. Right. If it, if it's not going to take you upwards, you can be consistently bad. I think for a little little bit, like while you get your bearings, I kind of think of it like starting a new job. Every time, like sometimes I like I have a part time job working as a ranger at a golf course just because I'm new to the area and it's fun to get out there and meet people, get some vitamin D and play golf out of it. Like right. I, I like that. And even as I work with businesses to solve their problems, all this other stuff, it was interesting to like go through training from like an employee standpoint, like starting from square one where they're like Here's the time clock. Punch in, do this. When you come in, you go upstairs, you get the paperwork. This is how you fill out the ranger forms when you're driving around the golf course. And there's like, there is a process to it that you're unfamiliar with. So the first day, you're kind of driving around, checking times, doing these things. And you're not, you're not the best at, like, I wasn't bad at it because there's not much to be bad at. But like, just from the first day to like, a month later, how much more fluid I was at just doing everything, knowing where, like, and confident about it, I guess, is the more important thing. Right. And it's like, unless you see a little bit of that progress, you need to, like, yeah, I maybe mean, You got to know what, what your limitations are. Because if you do something for, like, a year and you still suck at it. Right. Maybe that's not for you. Maybe that's <laughs> not for you. Like, <laughs> I'm not maybe it be, takes you to something else totally and then you yeah may be good at that totally that's when i started a clothing company like that's what i wanted to do i like 
I didn't fully understand it, but I just did it because we've, as we've discussed, taking action is the most important part. And five years into it, I just had people coming to me like, hey, man, like I've seen what you built with Ivy. How did you do that? How did you like what did you do to start your business? How did you build a website like your branding? How did you get that done? And it kind of like led me into being a business and brand developer like for right. other people. Like, You're like they're, they're that impressed with what I did for my own yeah. business over here. Maybe this is more of that. Yeah. And it was like I love clothes and I like I like what fashion companies do in a sense because it, that like they are the ultimate branding tool. Like that yeah. like clothes are how you represent yourself without ever saying a word. Right. Like ninety nine percent of the people in this world you never speak to, so they don't know who you are. But when you walk down the street and you look a certain way, when you do have something to say, you'll get their attention. That's why we were talking about cold calling, like that's why I don't like cold calling. I present myself in a way that gets people's attention. So I walk in there and they get to experience that part too. Right, right. So I don't know. Yeah, I do that as, as well. Obviously, that's that's what I do. Or I go off referral, you know, I ask yeah. referrals. But yeah, so they have I, a nice impression of you, like they know someone. But all my business is the all name with the face. Yeah. yeah, 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 exactly. Because it's like, how many of us have listened to the radio? And then you see the person, and you're like, whoa. <laughs> like, that's what you No want. wonder you're on the radio. Yeah, like, that's who you are. Like, that's... Like, you have a great voice, but, uh, yeah. yeah, you're not very appealing to yeah, the eyes. Even yeah, that, a lot of times. Not always. Well, yeah, some... like, that, but it's just like... Yeah, they're just different. You're like, holy crap, like, you're a skinny little dude. Or, like, you are ginormous. Like, your right, voice you did no not idea. tell me that story. Like, Right. It's like... I'm also a pretty big fan of like architecture and just like the whole philosophy behind it because I think that is one of the first things we ever like built and it's one of the most impactful things like food, clothing, shelter. Right. It's one of the big three to yeah. survive. And a lot of people talk about it like when I was reading books on how to go about developing it, there's a lot of interesting points that like they're brought to you. Like you can look at a picture of the Eiffel Tower but when you go there, you feel its gravity. So right. there's one thing that's like, yeah, like it's nice to see a picture and experience the beauty of it from afar. But as soon as you're there and you feel the impact of its gravity, like there's a whole new world to it, you know? Right. Like the Grand Canyon, it looks cool. But when you go there and you're like, holy crap. Like, <laughs> like my you my feel experience that. too would be Lake Powell. You yeah. have a whole new appreciation yeah. for Mother Nature and, you know, whatever you're – maybe, you know, you have a spiritual relationship or maybe you don't, but you might gain one yeah, uh, because of the actual physical experience versus yeah. um, you know, just seeing a picture. The Antelope Canyon is one of the most yeah. photograph what photographed, yeah. um, you know, Antelope places yeah, in – the world and it is in so many different photos and it's up there by uh, Page, Arizona and um, Lake oh, Powell and 
No, I haven't. I never realized. broadcast from Antelope Canada. <laughs> I know. That would be great. I'm definitely interested. In it is phenomenal to experience it yeah. firsthand. You don't appreciate it to its fullness. Like yeah. you said with the Eiffel Tower, being in relationship and present yeah. with something um, in a personal way. Totally. And cool. same thing with business. Yeah. So when you... You like to show up, yeah. you know. I want to give them the full experience. Uh, the full experience. Not a glimpse. I right. definitely find my strong point is, you know, when I talk to someone on the phone, it's it's all good and fine. If you don't know me, my strength too is to be in front of someone, and you know, my little manahinis will be going off on my way to a listing appointment. Why would they want to list with you? Why da 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 da? And I'm like. It's just, you know, my yeah. man who he's talking and I tell him to shut up and, uh, you know, know that I know yeah. what I what I do and I do well. And so, but as soon as I put my personal presence and I come and knock on your door and shake your hand and um, I'm the name with the face for who's going to be the best person to help you totally. sell your home or help you find the perfect home for you, it makes a complete 180 difference. I ninety percent of every time I'm in front of someone, yeah, it, it's it's a done deal. You talk about your manahonies. Oh, manahonies. Let's, let's talk about those for a second. Manahonies. What is a manahonie? Okay, so ma- manahonies are those uh, little voices that tell you. You know, we all have an internal dog dialogue going on. Your manahoonies are going to say, based on your life experiences or life experiences of others, that you're not worthy, you're not likable, no one's going to want to work with you or do business with you. You know, all the it's reasons the why you doubt. can't. It's all that fear yeah. that is raining through you. You know, if you want to remind everybody what your definition of fear is, I absolutely yeah. love it. Um, that is... Your manahoonies, and sometimes those those uh, voices, if you will, could be someone that's close to you. You hear your mother telling you, "Oh, you know, you're never going to amount to anything," yeah. or your father saying, "Oh, well, he, you know, you don't have a college degree, so what makes you think you can, you totally. know, start your own business?" Well, guess what? People are doing it every day. Totally. And so when you tell your manahoonies, "Hey, you know," Sit down and shut up. I'm I'm driving this bitch. You know, hey. And sometimes it takes a moment or two to like. Sometimes you have have that happen. You have to kind of listen to them for a minute and then say, "All right, I'm not buying that story because I know the true um, intention here of what I want to do is I'm going to walk in there and I'm going to list this property. I'm going to sell it. I'm going to make these clients happy, and they are going to." get maximum, you know, rate of return on their investment or their property so that they can turn around and reinvest into their new home and see the joy on, on their faces when they they move in and get the keys for their new home. So it's it yeah. comes full circle. So just to like give everybody an understanding of how deep rooted those are in people like Abraham Lincoln is pretty interesting guy, as we all know. Mm-hmm. And I was doing some reading and research on him. And there was one thing that I found very interesting. That the first time he came out to New York to give a speech in front of all the wealthy people after he lost his first campaign and was like thinking about giving up being a politician, they say that when he gave his speech, he started out super shady. 
like one of the best orators of our time, like of the past 200, 300 years, whatever, that made massive leaps and bounds and changes. Like he was scared. But they say, as I get a phone call, um, that as he started talking, obviously he overcame those things because they said that like the speech after he got over shakiness was one of the best speeches ever, and then he raised all of the money he needed to continue his political campaign. So it's if you ever feel doubt, just remember that Lincoln did it too. Yeah, I think he was also a depressed guy. A lot. I think a lot of times it's 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 taken it's taken that first step in anything. You know, you know what the most difficult part about working out is. Yeah, getting there, getting there, getting there, or putting the clothes on, putting the shoes on. So if you if you can just, I love the word resolve. Um, you know, to have great resolve, mm-hmm. and in a fashion that allows us to look at things differently and I know that I'm most productive and most successful when I have this great resolve in me to go I don't care what anyone else is going to say this I'm going to make happen Mm -hmm. I really don't care I literally can say well I'm going to go run the marathon they'd be like well you don't have any legs there's there's a point where you find the resolve and you say, well, I ran it. I'll find some wheels and I'll crawl it. Right. I found some wheels. I'm going to crawl it. You know, there there was these like, you know, I kind of put some sticks up there. I kind of started balancing on them and I I made it. You know, I I just, I I learned to run on my hands. No, no, there, see, there you go. But see, people are thinking, gosh, I'm going to have to run it. God will use my, see, I'm already thinking, I got to use my legs. I got to get a bit sick. And you're like, oh, do my hands. You know, but, but where's this resolve when it comes to our businesses, and, and, and it's a constant, it's a day-to-day battle for me. Because I'm constantly going, you know what, I'm, but I'm limited here. I'm limited here. I, you got to get out of the, the, the victim mode. you got to get into more of the resolve mode. And you got to go, there's more than one way to skin a cat. I don't care for cats, by the way, but I'm just saying. <laughs> I think they're cute and cuddly, but they're just annoying. <laughs> and I'm allergic. I love cats too. But so, there's more than one way to skin the cat. But yeah. you know what we want to do is we want to find that great resolve. Um, in, in, in life and in, in be bound and determined that we're going to succeed. Maybe it wasn't, maybe, you know, you're in goal, Michelle, for this year. Talk about real estate, right? Your end goal is going to be, you know, you're thinking, I, I want to make this sale. You know, I want to close this, uh, this house. Um, but really your end goal for the month is to bring them the dollars that you need, right? Well, there might be. got to feed my family too. Right, so. you got to feed your family. And so, I do it. I do it in the fashion that supports my passion. There you go. That's not the typical way that you throw those two words together. There's usually a passion for fashion. But you just said a fashion and passion. Ain't that something? (laughs) (laughs) That's good stuff. Yeah, there it is. So so the the picture that I just showed Tom and uh, Aaron is... Align your focus with the solution and not the problem. I like that. I'm like a firm believer that when people come to me with problems, I ain't ready to listen to it because I'm like, bring a solution mm-hmm. with Align that problem. your focus with the solution and not the problem. There you go. I mean, I, I think that we leave it with uh, their, their, their problems are not solvable. So I like to use the word situation. Mm-hmm. 
I don't say I have a problem. I have a situation and I'm looking for a solution. A problem is, well, you just died. That's a problem, right? There's, there's no, there are, there is no other that's solution a, to it. So maybe to, you know, to that, I mean, yeah, it's a little bit far fetched, but, but I'm going, you know, I'm going to that point where you're saying now that's a problem because there's not a solution. That we have a situation. It's not really as as dire as you're making out to be. There are options, even when you're completely closed. Right? I mean, how many movies have we seen out there? That it's just like there's no way out. There's no way. Out. And they're like, what's this button do? Or you know, why don't we put a rock and jam the wall from moving this way? Or you know, whatever it might be. All of a sudden, you're like, there there was a solution, even if it was in your mind. Uh, to stay calm through the situation or whatever it was, there was still a solution there. And sometimes it's obvious to the people from the outside looking in, you're yelling at the people on the TV, <laughs> don't give up. And, you know, it's going to be there. It's going to be there. Yet it's hard when you're in the situation to realize that, you know, you don't really have a problem and you're putting all your concerns or you're aligning yourself with the problem rather than the solution. One of the funniest um, um things that just came to mind when you were saying that is the movie star Wars and they're all in the tra- the trash compactor on yeah. um, the, the, whatever the, the Death star. Yeah, yeah. Yes. The original star Wars and the new hope, it, right? huh? the new hope Maybe so. first one, right? the first one. Yes. So, Fourth so if one. you can envision, you've got princess Leia, Chewbacca, and Han, um, Solo. Han Solo, all in was was our, um, no, uh, no, because they were stuck in robots, R2, D2, yeah. C3PO, C3PO, back in the control room. Yeah, so they're all in there trying to, you know, get the trash compactor to stop from compacting them, and they used their, re- they found resources that seemed to look hopeless, and they were able to get out of a horrible situation, and so, you know, always look for whatever that solution is to whatever might be ailing you at the moment because there is always a solution somewhere, somehow. And if you don't have the solution, find someone who has the resolve to help support you in that um, ultimate goal. I think that's a good place to end there, folks. Resolve. (laughs) Resolve. The key word for the day. The resolve to be back. There you go. Perfect. Michelle Simonis, Tom Jackson. Aaron Childs. Aaron Childs, Journey Maps. There we go. Have a great day and see you soon. See ya. Boom. (laughs) Boom.